0: and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the Imprinted Echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'm your GM. Thank you for joining us today. As always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Our episode this time is a little shorter as we wrap up the exploration of the Ogarek. Having used loud tones to expel some of the Ublek from this level of the structure, the group considers their next move. They still have to get this machinery functioning according to the current verse of the song. Daggers are obtained, trees are placated, and companions are found. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren and Jory attempt to restore the Array.
1: There we go. There it is. Alright, so Smallrin's gonna hold a hand and, like, stop it there and just see if we can get as much as possible out.
0: Most of it makes its way up and over. It, if you want to get all of it, you'd probably have to turn it up more and probably sustain some sort of harm. But you get, I'll say, two-thirds of what you assume was the amount of material in this room up and over the walls. Is it coming cleanly off of all the stuff underneath, or is yep. okay? There's bits and like little bits of it left behind a little bit, but not like. But it's this not... is coming
2: off like silly putty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a clean. It's a clean pull, even if bits are there.
3: <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. I will make eye contact with the three of them and be like, um. I'm kind of uh, like gesturing, like, should we keep going? Um. It's it's probably precarious, but um. Um, Smallren actually is going to check out. Is
1: the are there any slithering tendrils doing things? Does the tree seem to From be the tree? taking any notice of the fact we're all wincing and potentially in pain? Not currently. Okay. Okay. Because I don't. Uh, that tree seemed to work fast, so I it don't does. know how much how much time we would have to react and like remove the danger before.
0: You assume not long.
2: Let's pause for now on that, Uh, because we can always come back later, or we can always, you know, crank it up again.
3: Mm -hmm. I will say, since there's... We we could probably get further away from the tree now that there's, you know... We're not... There's nothing to be waist-deep in right now.
0: Molly kind of waves at you and, like motions about whether or not he should turn it back down
2: mm-hmm. not he does
0: yeah. he turns the dial back down you can still hear a low hum of this I mean, low in terms of volume it is not painful and it's easy to talk over at this point and the goo that uh, had not made it up over the walls kind of like slowly splurps comes back down <laughs> the wall. And there's not very much of it left like i said two-thirds of it but it kind of starts pooling in different places and looking around now you can see everything that Jory saw bodies. that she was looking around for.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You see bodies. Mm-hmm. You see a couple like small storage areas, cabinets and the like. A couple of the control panels. Um, a dagger and a something that Jory didn't find or didn't mention previously. A automaton. Okay. Oh, oh. Looks very much like the dog-style robots that, like, Boston Dynamics has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much like that. Like, kind of, like, strange, like, square body and four legs, but more futuristic, basically, <laughs> with, like, different panels and, like, colors and things like that. And it, it's kind of sitting in the corner.
2: Okay. Huh. huh. I'll check out that dagger.
0: Sure. It is a... Dagger that is covered in kind of this like glowing, etching, traced pattern up and down the blade and even into the handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got like it's clearly Numenera laden, whether or not sure. a but it's not a in picking it up, it is not a cipher. It is more powerful than that.
2: Gotcha. Hmm. Wow. I don't know where you are. Um, anybody know what this is? And I'll just kind of hold it up.
3: Let's take a look. Could I use my uh, salvage Numenera or, um... I'll let it apply, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, difficulty. Five. Mm. Okay, I will spend point of effort. Oops, why do I... Eight, success. This,
0: whether or not you have, like, a name for it, this is a blade that vibrates at an ultrasonic frequency when it attacks to allow it to get through physical defenses more. Ah, cool. That's
1: very cool.
0: It's called a sonic blade. Yes.
3: It's a sonic blade. (laughs) Ooh.
2: That might be better for one of the two of you to hold on to.
0: It is an artifact. So it will mm. not count against the cipher limit. Awesome. Okay.
3: Well, that's um up to you, <laughs> Smallrun. You're a very knifey kind of person. But...
1: I was about to say I never turn down another knife.
3: <laughs> yeah, go for it. All right. I will hand it over, handle put... handle side toward you, and
0: I will put that in
3: your. Inventory for
1: yeah. you. Smallrin kind of does some like cool, like flippy things with it before tucking it into her belt. <laughs> cool. And then Smallrin, being Smallren, would like to search not only the various storage cabinets and things that have been revealed, but also the bodies to see if there's anything of note or of use to us.
0: Mundane weapons. It seems as though there are. There is a distinct lack of ciphers, though. You can find a couple shins. You find you find six shins, all told. Whether or not these people utilized the ciphers before they got up here, or didn't have any to begin with, or something else at some point took them, hard to say.
1: Do any of them have any sort of map? Or, like, in the cupboards, are there any kind of, like, files or blueprints? Again, just, like, looking for more information both on this facility and on this
0: now discovered third facility. No blueprints. You do find a essentially a material d- safety data sheet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For for these these things, obviously none of them are, are caustic or bad chemically. You've been walking through the oobleck for a while. Nothing bad has happened to you. But on this list, what you do find is that the that the goo is better at receiving sound, while the stone is better at amplifying it. And there is a process, though it is not listed, but notes a process to turn the goo into stone. Okay. Interesting.
2: So I might have been right. There might be some way to amplify, to ter- to get this thing to self-repair.
3: Yes, I agree. I mean, do we just... I'm curious to see once um once the goo leaked out what it did did it stay because we're sort of at the top of the orange yeah
0: you kind of climb up like through the tubes and the branches and take a peek over and it has like created
3: a surface tension around what's left of the orb it's coated mm. the entire thing ah perfect Perfect. Mm, Okay. So So it didn't just fall down. Okay, I think we're on the right track. If we can get the rest of this up there, we might be good, but we're going to need to watch out for the tree and for our ears, unless somebody else is interpreting this differently.
2: Well, I think we can minimize danger by sending everybody but one or two people back through the portal. Gotcha. And only having one or two people in here to to do that.
3: Uh, did somebody take a look at this thing, by the way? I will go to the Boston Dynamics. <laughs>
1: That's true. Before we do anything, let's investigate the mechanical dog. Sure. That's highly, <laughs> highly important.
3: Yep.
0: You, and a, dog is a very loose term because it is something on four legs and vaguely that size, but there's nothing <sighs> necessarily canine about it. But also right. we are That's human dog.
1: beings. Um, it is dog.
0: Right. Everything is poopy. Everything is poopy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Joe, you go up and, and take a look at it, and it's kind of just, like, looks... It's sitting there, deactivated, maybe?
3: As much as it pains me to say... Mm. Let's see. I'm feeling very daring, so I'm going to try to find an on switch and turn it on. Roll me intellect. Cool. Level... Uh, level... Seven. Oh, my god. Uh, okay, well, point, left again. Would anything help as far as, like, danger sense with this? That danger sense would work. Okay, so i leave it at trained. Success with a 15.
0: Woo! Fine, it's got a little pan on the side, and you're like, oh, this one. You just press it. And it kind of whirs to life, and There's like kind of like a crunching, grinding sound as it starts moving around, and...
3: Please don't attack us, please don't attack us, please don't attack us.
0: It kind of, like for lack of a a better way of understanding it looks up at you Hmm? and looks around and then starts walking around as though it's looking for something um
3: interesting um uh, let's see if it understands voice what are you looking for puppy it does react to your voice it hears it Mm -hmm. and like looks at you but
0: it seems like it has no way of responding so it keeps looking
2: Huh. all right little buddy um maybe I uh, hey are you looking for a person one tap for yes two taps for no one tap <sighs> look um I got some news for you little friend uh you've been out of commission for I'm gonna say a rip and a half I don't
0: as soon as you say that Molly clamps his hand over your mouth don't say it don't say okay. it. Okay. Why? I know what this is. What is it? This is grief steel.
3: What? Grief steel. Okay. Should I turn it off then, perhaps? I don't know if you can now. Ah, darn it. Ooh.
0: This this is a a heartbroken automaton. Oh. Oh, that's not good. They get stuck in a mental feedback loop because the people, they're... That made them or companions
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so so
3: what do we
0: do? I think we have to leave it.
3: Okay, so just let it let it look around and don't engage with it then maybe. I've heard of people that can convince them that they are
0: this thing's long gone master, but it's hard to do.
3: try.
1: My only concern is, if we leave it, will it eventually realize that you know. Yeah. And lash out, destroying the array?
3: It might. They're incredibly unpredictable. I would like to look at the bodies and see if there's anything on any of them that looks like it could be a connection with this thing not a leash exactly (laughs) but but something a remote something like that
0: you find on one of the bodies like a little not quite a remote but like a almost like a transponder key fob kind of thing Okay. that looks like it's made out of the same material as this alright
3: I'm gonna be very bold and take that very slowly You can take it. Okay. Because maybe then it will think... Alright, I will take it and I will step kind of a bit away from this body and see if when it gets close, if it goes to me. You're just
0: kind of like standing off to the side? Yeah. Doesn't seem to notice anything. It kind of walks past you a couple times. Oh, That didn't do anything. Is there any kind of activator, a button, or a switch on that fob? I look at it. There's a couple buttons, but there's whatever paint or indication is on them is long worn away.
3: I'll try to hit when I don't, I don't, does anybody...
1: Before you do that, Yep. are there any of the buttons that are more worn than the others? Is there one that seems like it's been hit the
3: most? Yes. Ahaha! all red um okay I will try that one press it and
0: like two little uh, like fins on the back of this thing can straight up above and it turns to you and beelines towards you and halts a foot away from your feet
3: I just stand there with my mouth open I can't say anything
2: all right Uh,
3: okay
1: i think it's waiting for you to tell it what to do
3: hi boy or girl or or being who's a good being
0: (laughs) are you a good being it does not react like a dog but it does it does continue to sit there waiting stand it stands
3: Y'all, I, I, I don't, what do I, what do I do? <laughs> okay. Um, unless anybody else wants the, uh, the, the fob. I didn't mean to just take it. I was, uh. Molly puts his hands. he's like, I don't want anything to do with that.
0: Those things are unpredictable. And who knows if it will decide to turn on you at some point. I hate
3: everything about what you just said, but, um.
2: Let's hold on to it for right now. If we've got that it probably, that's probably an override, if nothing else.
3: Okay, I can always, I might, depending on how specific its commands are, I might be able to just tell it to guard a certain place and just leave to, I I don't know. But You could also tell it to follow us and
1: take it back to Rufus. That is also true, assuming it's not going to- um, Murder us in the night? (laughs) Does Bot-Bot need a friend? (laughs) Do something erratic. Big bot, we got bot Bot a pet.
3: <laughs> okay, I, I I like that idea because I think this could be a very useful being, but um, I I this is a, this is a group decision.
2: That sounds good,
3: Molly. Um, you you know what this is, and seem to think it's a bit unpredictable. What um, how powerful is it as far as trying to contain it should it become aggressive? Um.
0: They're harder to to hurt than a lot of other things, and I've I've seen these things lay someone flat in one hit. Is this when you say grief
1: steal, is that a condition or is that the kind of automaton? I, I guess it's a condition. My question being, if this is a helper rather than a battle or attack automaton it might not have any sort of weapons system it would simply be brute physical force even if it did decide
0: that it didn't want to follow jory anymore i mean it's possible even so when they hit they're acting out of the full force of the sorrow of losing their closest friend Mechanically, what I will give you guys is that this is a level 7 creature. Oh, okay. 25 points of health inflicts 8 points of damage on a hit. Oh, okay. Well. 3 points of armor. Gotcha. Yikes. Yikes on bikes. (sighs) But it's cute. (laughs) Yeah. Let me read this portion of things to you. Unending sorrow makes grief steal unpredictable. They're not usually a threat, but they're not usually helpful. Too lost in their own misery to notice or care about others' needs. Okay.
1: Man, Bridget really wants to take it with us, but also acknowledges that Small Wren would ruthlessly leave this thing behind.
0: Fair. (laughs) But you also seem to have a way to at least communicate with it, if nothing else. So that's helpful, but they are known to lash out due to strong emotion.
2: We don't have to make this call right now. Not We we can't make this call right now. Let's start with that. We'll figure it out as we go.
0: Okay, that's fine. So what
3: next? I think it is a good idea if we get this turned all the way up to 11. So we might need to vacate the room somehow. Um, Or I don't know. Is there any way that we could
1: convince this automaton to push the lever?
3: Yes, we might be able to. I feel like I should name it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel uncomfortable giving commands to something. Is there any markings on it? Nothing distinctive.
0: In coloration, it's mostly like a kind of metallic-y steel color, but... There's some streaks of yellow and blue in certain places.
3: Paint that's maybe worn off. Okay. Um, I will call it blue. Just to call it something. Blue, are you able to turn dials for me? One clack for yes, two for no. One clack. Ah, lovely. Um, will you be injured by a loud volume. No response. It doesn't know. Okay. See, now I'm worried about if if we leave the room without it, it might freak out because it can't see me. On my command, would you please turn that dial right there all the way up for 30 seconds and then turn it back down. It walks over to the control panel. Whoa whoa, whoa. sits
0: down OK. It walks over to the control panel and sits down in front of it. Like sits down
3: on its haunches and waits. Who's a good intelligent blue? You are, you are. Okay. What, what do you think? You wanna give it a shot?
1: I think you may have to give it a time frame. Thirty seconds after we leave the room. And assure it that you will come
3: back. Good plan. Blue, we're going to step out of the room. Uh, Please wait 30 seconds. Then turn up the dial all the way for 30 seconds. And then turn it back down. And we shall come back in. Do you understand? One tap. Good. Good, Blue. Smart, Blue. Intelligent, Blue. Love it. (laughs) Okay. Ready? Ready?
2: ready let's go
3: okay blue out we go so the way you came in here
0: was through the tree you go back through the tree or do you look for a door
1: i guess we could look for we could look for some kind of door yeah if there's a
0: way out of the room to the rest of the level there is and it opens up into like a hallway corridor kind of area it's dark but it, you can open the door and close it behind you so you're not immediately in the area. Okay.
1: Before we close the door, Smallren is going to clear this hallway. <laughs> She's going to just go down and, like, check, make sure
0: there's nothing lurking. Yeah, there's nothing in it. No lurking creatures. Creatures? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Creatures. I like it. No, i It's I'm canon not, now. No. I love it. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's... No. Love yeah, there's it. No Keeping it. Creatures. It. No lurk... No. God. Mm. <laughs> there's no lurk... There are no lurking creatures in the corridor.
3: Okay. Okay, um, I will be the last to poke my head out. All right, Blue, 30 seconds from now, and I close the door.
0: Just wait on the other side. Okay. And you start hearing an increase in volume.
3: And obviously it's muted
0: because you're in a different part of the room. But it goes up and up and up until you can't hear each other anymore. It does reach the point of it starting to hurt a little bit, but not like... More that just, like, this is uncomfortable. And it stays at that level, doesn't get any higher for 30 seconds, and then back down.
3: Okay. Okay. I'm going to open the door and come back in so he doesn't freak out. Good boy! I don't have a treat for you because I don't know what you like. (laughs) Uh, But good boy, good boy. Thank you. It comes up and just sits right next to you. Oh, boy.
2: Um, is the room em- devoid of the ooblack now?
0: The room is devoid of ooblack. And if you look out s- the side of the broken wall, the- it is hardened into stone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's not very thick. Y- you get the sense that given how much stone is underneath in the graveyard, that this was once like feet thick. It says maybe, maybe six inches thick tops. So it's not very thick, but it's there.
2: All right. All right. We can work Mm -hmm. with that.
3: (sighs) Wow. Okay. I call that a success, I think. Well, what shall we do now? Um, There's other buttons here. I don't know if that'll make a difference.
2: Probably worth looking at.
3: Um, Is there anything else now that it's perfectly clear that we can see um, now that the last third? Okay. Just checking. Well.
1: And do these,
0: the other buttons, have uh, labels on them?
1: I forget if Jory
0: checked. Jory didn't look at those specifically. Mm-hmm. But like I said before, it's kind of more about... Kind of similar to what you had in gum with transmission and receiving and where things are coming from or where they're being sent to. And you see one row of buttons that has an orb over it.
3: Hmm. That seems kind of promising, what do
2: mm-hmm. you think? best lead we got
3: okay all right let's um let's do it. I guess let's press some if buttons no, if no one has objections. you press the button at the top
0: and you hear kind of a click, some static. And, like, a low hum of something being connected. Like, you know, when you plug something into an amplifier or an instrument, you get that kind of buzz hum? Get that. And then, very quietly, you hear the song. Okay.
3: So, perhaps we can turn up the volume. Yes, that might be what we need to do. Uh well let's see. Let me think about the song again. I think about the song again. Okay. Um just said restore the array Yes. Let's see.
0: Do you turn the volume up? Sure. No.
1: Just just enough so we can hear the song better, basically. Sure. Yeah. You turn
0: it up and you can hear it perfectly. And as you're listening, Jory realizes at first, but eventually the two of you, Nehemiah and Slorn, pick it up as well. The verse has changed. Oh,
3: boy. More instructions. I will translate. It's the same setup as it always has been.
0: Listen to the Rhapsody. Start the broadcast. Verse three to break the silence. The final relay lies southwest, the transmitter. The tower's base will open with song. Do not engage till you're ready to go. Listen to the Rhapsody. Break the silence. You will be transmitted to the Tumult. Listen to the Rhapsody. Break the silence. Road trip. So you're all listening intently to this, and Jory gives you the translation, and Molly says... You're doing what now? Uh, Breaking the silence. I understood that. Um,
2: So... Best as we've been able to ascertain. So we live at the first one of these things.
0: Right. I picked up that there were three.
2: We think that the people who operated these things got themselves locked over in another dimension. Oh. the I'm thinking that that's the tumult. Gotcha. And I think they're... They're reaching out to us to hopefully bring them back.
1: But in order to coerce us into doing that, they have taken a few friends.
2: Yeah. Oh. So, it's been, and they've been there a while. Sure. But they're there, and they're alive, and we're trying to get them back.
0: Okay.
1: My question is... If we move on from here to the other location, what are we going to do about the automatons downstairs?
2: We only have so many supplies, we're going to have to head back to to Lagam before we head down either way. We need to restock up. We need to refuel.
3: Yep. And um, I'd like for Blue to see Rufus, please. I like that we've gone from,
1: oh my gosh, it's dangerous, maybe we can order it to stay here, to, it's ours now.
0: Molly, kind of, when you say that, Jory, Molly just shakes his head like, I can't believe (laughs) you're doing this. But you guys stand here in a room now devoid of the goo, with the song playing all around you, and a third location to try and get to. Thank you so much for listening to episode 41 of Imprinted Echoes. If you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you'll find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at imprintedechoes.com. That's where you'll be able to find links to the Ghost Slate Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd love to thank Everett, Connor, and Nate for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, go ahead and take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, Leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast will let you, and tell a friend about our show. As always, you can also find our hosts on Twitter. Myself at CoveredNSawdust, Chase at TQLoudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at ReallyBrigid. And of course, there's our network, Ghostlight Media, at Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll come back in two weeks to hear another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then... May your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenlee and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This is a Ghostlight Media production.